This is The Space Shot, episode 243 for January 12th, 2018. Atlantis, Columbia, Korolev, and Deep Impact. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. Let's start off today with a SpaceX news update, then I've got two shuttle missions to mention, and after that I've got a launch anniversary and a birthday to share with you. Zuma has been in and out of the news over the past few days. On the 11th, Eric Berger with Ars Technica reported on a briefing where Dana White, a spokesperson for the Pentagon, was asked about the success or failure of the Zuma mission. Berger shares that, quote, White declined substantive comment, saying, I would have to refer you to SpaceX, who conducted the launch. If you remember, I first talked about the Zuma failure on the 9th. SpaceX President and COO Gwen Shotwell released the statement, quote, For clarity, after review of all data to date, Falcon 9 did everything correctly on Sunday night. If we or others find otherwise, based on further review, we will report it immediately. Information published that is contrary to this statement is categorically false. Due to the classified nature of the payload, no further comment is possible. SpaceX is still planning to static fire the Falcon Heavy, but there have been delays due to a problem with a hold-down clamp. That's not the type of problem you want to have when a rocket roars to life. Tom Cross has shared some incredible photos of the Falcon Heavy that are in a recent Tesla Rati post that I'm linking to in the show notes. The static fire is now scheduled for Saturday, tomorrow, the 13th, between 5 and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now let's get to some space history. On January 12, 1986, the Space Shuttle Columbia lifted off from Launch Complex 39A on the second night launch of the shuttle program. This was the first flight for then-astronaut Charles, or Charlie Bolden, who went on to become NASA's administrator from 2009 to 2017. Also on this flight was then-Congressman Bill Nelson of Florida. Nelson is now a senator from Florida and has been involved in various space committees over his years in office. Nelson became the second member of Congress to fly into space after Jake Garn, a senator from Utah, on STS-51D in 1985. The crew of Columbia deployed a communications satellite and conducted numerous science experiments during this mission. On a sad note, this was the last successful mission before the Challenger disaster. If you saw the crew portrait that I shared online, you may notice that the crew of Columbia on this mission wasn't wearing pressure suits. After Challenger, shuttle crews started wearing what became known as the pumpkin suit, which was a partial pressure suit that provided more protection in the event of an emergency. The next mission that launched on January 12th was STS-81, which was a shuttle Mir mission in 1997. This was another night launch, and those are always the prettiest in my book. Atlantis spent 10 days in space, nearly 5 of which were docked with Mir. The shuttle delivered Jerry Leninger to Mir and brought back John Blaha, who had spent 4 months on the Russian station. In addition to transferring crew, Atlantis brought consumables and scientific equipment and also returned some materials back to Earth. Now we're going to change gears to a robotic mission. NASA's Deep Impact mission launched on January 12, 2005. Its destination was Comet Temple 1. 
As the name implies, this mission was unique because an impactor was released from the Deep Impact spacecraft. This impactor struck Comet Temple 1 on July 4, 2005, producing a massive flash that was observed by the spacecraft. This impact provided a trove of scientific data on the comet, and I'm going to read an excerpt from a NASA article that details some of the findings. In September of 2005, it was announced that, quote, Temple 1 has a very fluffy structure made up of a fine dust that is weaker than a bank of powder snow, but that's held together by gravity. What appear to be impact craters can be seen on the surface of the comet, a huge increase of carbon-containing materials were detected when analyzing the comet's ejection plume, indicating that comets contain a substantial amount of organic material and may have brought that material to Earth at one time. The comet's interior is well shielded from solar heating, meaning that the ice and other material deep within the comet nucleus may be unchanged from the early days of the solar system. Those are some pretty cool findings, and I talked more about Deep Impact back in episode 50, so check out that episode if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Now I've got an important birthday to share. Sergei Korolev was born on January 12, 1907. He studied aircraft while in school, and then at the University of Moscow, he started to gravitate towards rocketry. After working on projects for the Soviet military, Korolev got caught up in the purges that started under Stalin's leadership. While imprisoned, he worked in a prison design bureau, a topic that I could talk about for a couple of episodes just by itself. Korolev was imprisoned in 1938, and after his release, he was still considered a political prisoner. He contributed to the Soviet war effort, and at the conclusion of World War II, he became the head of the research institute Ni-88. He helped develop a Soviet version of the V-2, which then became known as the R-1, a design that was used for the basis as what would become known as the Scud missile. His work on the R-7 rocket is a massive contribution to spaceflight. The derivatives of the R-7 are still flying today. You probably know them as the Soyuz. Happy birthday to Sergei Korolev. His mark on Soviet and Russian rocketry is still apparent today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd appreciate it if you could leave a review for the show on iTunes. If you do that, screenshot the review and send it to me at John Molnix, pretty much everywhere on the internet, and I'll send you a Space Shot sticker and a little thank you. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. That way you don't miss any of the daily episodes. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, black holes. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>